The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Da'af Samich Zayin. Today's Da'af has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, Hashem Yishmiru V'chayehu, for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Bidi'ut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. Today's Da'af is being studied in the Nishmat of Raham ben Esther, Ruach Hashem, Tvehar ben Eden. Amen. Today's Da'af is being studied in the Nishmat Yosef, Shama' and we are two lines from the bottom. Yesterday's Gemara talking about one of the rich men of Yerushalayim, a fellow by the name of Nakedimon ben Gorion. And we learned about that his daughter became poverty-stricken. And the reason was because he did not fulfill his obligations towards Tzedakah. And therefore, he lost his money. So the Gemara asks, Ben-Aktimon Ben-Gurion, lo avad Tzedakah? You tell me that Ben-Aktimon Ben-Gurion was not charitable? Pe'atanya, we have a brighter. Amru alav Ben-Aktimon Ben-Gurion, kishaya yotzei mebeto lebet ha-medrash, when he was leaving his house. Going to the Beit Hamidrash, Kli Mila Tayu Matzi'in Tachtav, which means they used to uh, place Kli Milat, all sorts of like um, uh, garments, expensive wool garments, under him. That she says Tachat Raglav Lehalech Alehim, which means he wouldn't even walk on the street. We put uh, uh, wool under his uh, feet so he could step on them. Uba'im Anim, and they would leave them there. He wouldn't even collect them. The Anim would come, It was all for Anim. That's how rich he was. They would just throw wool in the street so he could walk on the wool, and then they would just keep on walking. The Anim was free for them to take it. So he was very generous. How much money he's giving to the Anim? That's just what he's walking from the Beit Midrash to his house. So the Gemara answers two answers. The Gemara says he gave Siddhaqah, but the intention that he gave is Siddhaqah, he gave it for Kavod. So when it seems over here, the following, which means like this. Even though we learned in another Gemara that says that when a person gives Siddhaqah, even if he says, We said, Even if he gives a Siddhaqah with ulterior motives, it's considered Siddhaqah. However, we're seeing over here that when a person gives Siddhaqah, and let's say there's a gizera on him that he has to lose his money. So the intent that he gave his siddhaqah can stave off the gizera that he should lose his money. But once you gave him siddhaqah with the wrong intention in order to get kavod, so now if there's a gizera that you're supposed to lose the money, that siddhaqah that you gave is not going to break the gizera. 
And therefore, since he gave it for kavod and for glory and things like that, so when the Gezira came, like it happens in life, that the world of life, the wheel of life turns, so the wheel of life turned on Nagdimon. But it should have saved him, which means his Siddhaqah should have protected him from falling so much. But since the intent was wrong, so the Siddhaqah didn't serve him well at that time. Another answer, he gave Siddhaqah, but he didn't give according to what he was supposed to give. You can have a people that give thousands or millions of dollars of tzedakah, but that doesn't mean that they're fulfilling the obligation. It's based on what they have. So therefore, even though it sounds like to a, a, a poor man, wow, the man's giving so much money. But you know, relative to what he has, that's really not considered his obligation. The Gabbana gives a mashal to this. The people say, According to the strength of the camel, the load. Which means... <laughs> a strong camel has got to carry more. And therefore, a rich man he's got to give, uh, got to give more. Tanya Marbi El Azab Rabbi Sadok in Ebene Hama. This language of Ebene Hama we see throughout Shas. Ebene Hama is really a euphemism. It's really Lo Ebene Hama. He was saying, I should not see the consolation of your Jerusalem. Whenever the rabbis want to impress upon something that it's emit, what they're saying. They said, what I'm telling you now is so true that if I'm not telling the truth, I should not see the uh, consolation of Jerusalem. But they didn't want to say it. Lo it ibn Hamah. They don't want to say it explicitly. So they said it in Sagina, or they said it in the reverse. It ibn Hamah. But it's a shon like Shivwa. What was he trying to swear? Imlo ra'itiya shaita milaketet se'urin nidben talfe susim be'ako. I saw the daughter of Nakdimon Mingorion. She was collecting Saudin from the under the hooves of the horses in Akko, which was the reason why I had to make such a like an Ibn Haba because it's not believable. She who would believe the daughter of Nakdimon Mingorion is collecting uh, you know uh, food under the the, 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 the horse's uh, feet? So he said, "I'm telling you, Ibn I shouldn't be see the consolation of Jerusalem if I didn't see it with my own eyes what she was doing." Karati when I saw her. I said the following pasuk in Shira Shirim Ana. Imlo tedilach yafa banashim seilach beikbe ason urei et gidiyotayich. Which simply the Shlomo Melech is saying, Imlo tedilach, which means if the Jewish people are not going to know you, Imlo tedilach, they're not going to recognize you, and they're not going to fulfill the mitzvot. Yafa banashim, that's the Jewish people. Seilach beikbe ason, you're going to have to go out to the. Uh, to the Ekveh Ason is literally the, the feet of the Ason, Ur'i et Gidiyotayich. Right? And you're going to have to graze your Gidiyotayich, uh, um, literally means your uh, sheep. So the Gabbara says, Al tikre Gidiyotayich, ela Gidiyotayich. Not that you're going to have to graze your sheep, but you're going to have to graze your bodies, which means you're going to support your body, you have to support your bodies from under the the legs of the animals. Gidiyotayich is bodies. And the rabbis tell us there's different styles in making the rashot. There's certain letters that are interchangeable. There's one style called the atbah. Atbah means for aleph, you switch it with a tit. And a bet, you change it with a het. And a gimal, you change it for a zayin. And a dali, you change it for a vav. So therefore, instead of the pasuk saying, oriyit, gidiyotayich, a dali, change it to giviyotayich, which means, and you're going to have to go sustain your giviyot, your, your bodies. And we're going to have to sustain your body from under the, uh, from under the animals. Exactly like it happened. You're going to end up having to go to the feet of the sheep. 
ולראות את גדיותייך, או really גביות, you have to sustain your bodies from that, uh, from that food. Okay, now we come to the next piece of Gemara. Next piece of Gemara, need to just hold the uh, thought, uh, the trend of the Gemara. Okay, so pay attention good. Amar of Shaman, but Abba of Yohanan. This is the statement that we have to deal with today. Rabbi Yohanan made a statement. Hechnisa lo zahav. She brings into the marriage gold. Gold, gold bullion. She brings in, you know, uh, bars of gold. Shamin oto. So you evaluate it. Veharehu keshavyo. Oh, but you don't add the 20%, the 30%, which means it's gold does not get a, uh, a, a, a an exaggerated evaluation, which means you put it in the ketubah as it is. Whatever the gold market is that day, that's what you write in the ketubah. That's, that's what the gold is worth. Okay. Explanation is as follows, according to the Bihana. We learned in the previous daf that when they're bringing in monies and things like that, so for different reasons or assets or kelim or stuff like that, when you bring it into the marriage, there's two reasons why we say that uh, you add money to it. Number one, because uh, these items over here, usually they would evaluate them higher than their, than their real price. So it seems according to the Yohanan, the Yohanan saying that these items, they wouldn't evaluate them to the higher, higher than their price. It seems that everybody knew the price of gold, and therefore the price was set as it is. There wasn't an uh, exaggerated uh, price, and therefore that's, uh, that's what it is. Or there was uh, another reason why he's able to discount, let's say, by 20%, because when uh, they're bringing in stuff, things, what happens to the things? They devaluate. They go down. So therefore, you don't have to put the, the full value in. But gold, it seems, was able to hold its price. So therefore, for those reasons, the Gemara is saying, when she brings in gold, you write, it's worth a thousand, they write a thousand. The Gemara is going to challenge us from a blighter. The Gemara says, we have a question from a blighter. Look, look at that she, by the way. Lo Yosif Shlish. Right? He doesn't have to add 30%. Ve lo Yifchot Chomesh. Nor does he have to subtract 20%. Both sides. Which means we don't look at it like money that he adds 30%. And we don't look at it like vessels that you have to lower it uh, by 20%. Which means you put it at fair market value, whatever it is. Uh, that's the Bihanan. Yes? Yes. Good. Kabbalah says Metibir. Hazahab harehu kekelim. Braita, very straightforward braita. Few words in the braita. Zahab is like kelim. Now let's stop. We know, we learned kelim on yesterday's daf. What did it say? Kelim, you got to add 20%. Or actually devaluate, not minus 20%. She means that kelim are worth 1,000. He writes in the ketubah, 800. Also, the braita says, Hazahab harehu kekelim. Which is mashma what? That you, you subtract 20%. I had a Yohanan, how did you tell me? Hazad, Keshavyo. Right? Gabbara answers, Gabbara, uh, continue the question. My dad, Kekelim, Shel Kesef. When it says Kelim, Kelim is vague. So must be, it means like Kelim, like that are made out of silver, Departe. Silver devaluates. Silver goes down. So therefore, just like the rule was, that on items, Kelim, that lose their value, so therefore whatever she brings in, he's able to subtract 20% based on the, the valuation, so it says what type of kelim must be like kelim shel kesef, oh so you see the Yohanan, you're going against the Braita Kebola says lo kelim shel zahav de lo it just says kelim, I'll tell you know what type of kelim it's like, gold 
just like gold doesn't lose its uh, value. And therefore, just saying, the, the, the statement is, Hazab, which is regular gold bars, Harem Kekelim. Good. Look at Rashi. Zahav. Harem Kekelim. Zahav Shavur. Okay, Rashi learns, talking about, let's say, just have broken pieces of uh, gold. Harem Kekelim. Okay. So the Mephash should go and discuss in this Rashi. Why did Rashi have to say Zahav Shavur? What was, what was the matter with just saying gold bars or bullion like we learned till now? Okay, this is just Tamiko that. In any event, the Gemara asks another question on this Blighty. In Ken, Kekelav Mephaileh. Which means it should say, the Blight has Lashon. Hazahav Harehu Kekelav. It should say, gold, pieces of gold are like. It's kelim, like gold kelim. When it says that it's kelim, it's mashma, other type of vessels that devaluate. So that's Gemara's question. The old Gemara's another question. Tanya, we have another brighter. So keep that question in your mind. The first question we ask on brighter number one is: It should have said harehu kekelav. Now we have another brighter. Learn the brighter. Now the brighter, we're going to read it, and the Gemara's going to analyze it for us. Zav. Harehu kekelim. Okay, that's like the first brighter. Gold, we treat it like kelim. We don't know what type of kelim yet, we don't know anything. We're reading. Dinre zahav, that's gold coins. Dinarib zahav, gold coins, money. Haren kichsafim, that has a deen of money. Now, we would assume money, what's the deen with money? Money's got to add 30%. Right? Because money you spend. Right, you spend the money. Therefore, he has to pay for the fee of the uh, spending of the of the investment uh, fee that she's giving. Good. The bunch of Om Gamliel Omer, Pimkom Shinagu Shelol Fortan, in a place where the custom is not to make change for this currency, Shamin Otan, you evaluate whatever they are before the marriage. Varem Beshavyehin, they retain its value, meaning you you, you write the kitubah about what they're worth. That we don't know what Naban Shimon Gamaliel is saying, because there's two cases in the in the Brayta. There's the Resha and the Sefa. Let's turn the Resha and Sefa so we know it's good. The Resha is Zahav Harehu Kekelim. That's called the Resha. Sefa is Dinre Zahav Harehen Kichzafim. Naban Shimon Gamaliel comes along and says, well, it depends. If they don't trade in this currency, so then already they don't make change for it. Then already you treat it like it's value. So the Gemara asks, Naban Shemom Gamaliel Ahiyah. Where is he going back on? Is this statement going back on the Resha or the Sefa? Let's assume it's going on the Sefa. Meaning, Dinrezahav. What did Tarakama say? Dinrezahav, which brings in gold coins, that's like money. I mean, Tarakama said, just like money, you got to add the 30%. So to Dinrezahav, got to add the 30%. And what does the Banshem Gamaliel come along and say? Well, it depends. If they don't trade in that currency, so then already there's no investment value to this. So they Then it's just whatever it is. He brings in a thousand, he writes a thousand. Good? Can't be like that. Well, even if they don't trade in that currency, he has to add uh, 30%. It doesn't, you don't use it. I mean, you can't say that that's even if they're not tradable, you still have to add the 30%. For what? They're not usable. So I cannot be. Oh, must be the bunch of them. And Tanakama are arguing on the Resha. Let's review. What was the Resha? 
הכניסה לו זהב, שמין אותו, זהב, הרי הוא ככלים. סופר, דרשע, זהב, she brings in gold, it has a deen of כלים. So what does this mean? ואחי קמא, זהב, הרי הוא ככלים. Right, זהב, it has a deen of vessels. My כלים, and what is, what type of כלים? Read this into the blighter. כלים של כסף. Oh, and what's the law of כלים של כסף? They devaluate. And therefore, what? He can write minus 20%. רבן שמו מגמליאל אומר, הרי הוא כדנרין של זהב, במקום שנהגו שלא לפורטם. Which is, and to that, רבן שמו מגמליאל is coming along to say, no, זהב, gold bullion, הרי הוא כדנרין. It has a status of gold coins של זהב, במקום שנהגו שלא לפורטם. And just like gold coins in a place that you don't trade with them, it retain it, it's 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 value, it's set. I mean, you don't add or dis- 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 subtract. So therefore, the same thing over here comes out. We have a mahloket between Tanakama and Rashbag. Let's crystallize the mahloket. At this point, Brayta's language has zahab areu kikelim. What do you mean Zahav ke Kelim? So you get what I'm saying. Zahav is like Kelim Shel Kesef. Oh, let's discuss. Guy brings a, lady brings a Kelim Shel Kesef. They devaluate. They go down silver. So that he has a right to minus 20% of the value. And Zahav is the same thing. Good. So Zahav, now stop right there. That's the problem against Rabbi Hanan. Because Rabbi Hanan's statement was Zahav Arehen Keshovyo. Good. Now, by the way, Cypher, what did Rashbag say? Rashbag said on this, oh, Zahab, when it says Arim Kekesef, he says, no, Zahab is like Dinarim, is like money in a place that they don't trade it. Now, what's the law of money in a place that they don't trade it? It's set. So to Zahab is going to be set. That's, that's the opinion of Rashbag. So comes the Gemara and says, so the Shabbat I'm reading inside, Harehu kedinarim shel zahab, which means when a plate brings in the gold, it has a din of dinarim shel zahab, bimkom shenagu shelo lefortam, which is in a place where the custom is not to change them and trade them, which is therefore it's just a set, set price. So what do you see over here? You see over here that Tanakama of the Braita holds what? That Zahab has the status of Kesef, which means what? There is a devaluation. So, how did you tell me to be Hanan that what? That it is what it's worth. So, comes again, what I'm saying. Good. No. No. Le'olam Asifa. I'll tell you, it's going really, the bunch of was arguing on the Sefa. What was the Sefa? The Sefa, the Brayta was talking about Dinre Zahav Arehen Kichsafim. The Brayta's language in the Sefa. Money, gold coins, is like money. Mintana Kamas says what? He has to add 30%. And Rabban Shemar Gamaliel comes along and says, no, he doesn't have to add if they don't use it. If it's not currency that's traded. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean? If it's currency that's not traded, why does Tana Kamas say he has to add 30%. So the Gemara answers, 
you could spend it and invest it, but it's not accepted, you know, easily. You can spend it's spendable, it's investable, but it's not uh, it's not the top currency. Since bottom line, you can spend it even though it's not the best currency. You have to, he has to enter thirty percent. And the Bash Bank says, since you can't spend it only to it. But what? Everybody's gonna hold that when it comes to Zahav, when it's the rest of the Brighta, Zahav Haril Kikelim, I'll say Kikeli meaning it's Kikeli Kikelim. It's like Zahav. And therefore everybody knows that when you bring in gold, it has a deen of Kili Zahav. And therefore, what? It retains its value. Therefore, the Bihanan is in sync with the Braita. She says, no machloker in the Braita, the Gabe, the Resha. The Resha, everybody agrees. She brings in gold, it's like Kelim. What type of Kelim? Kelim Shel Zahav. Good, exact like the Bihanan. But, but, but there's a machloker in this Braita. Machloker is in the Sefa. The machloker is when she brings in Dinre Zahav. Oh, she brings in Dinre Zahav. The rabbis say Dinre Zahav, even though they're hard to spend and invest, it's because they don't, they're not really taken as, as primary currency. But you know what? Since he can invest it, Harem Kekesef. And therefore, he has to add 30% to, 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 to the number. Rashbag says that. Since they're not spendable so easily, you don't got to add the 30%. But on gold, on Resha, no machloker. Harem Kekerim, meaning Kerim of. Zahab, which means they retain their value exactly, and therefore it's good to go to the Now, comes to give what says, I can give you a different answer, by the way. Kular Rashbagi. I'd make the whole bright out of Bad Shimon Gamliel. And I'll read the bright like this. The Hasurim Mehsarat, the bright is missing some words. This is what the bright says. Zahab, that's you know, gold pieces, gold, uh, you know, bullion. Hareu Kikilim. Good. It's like gold. No problem, that, that, that works for us. Dinre zahav, haren tichsafim. And gold coins are like money. He's got ahead 30%. That's only when they're spendable, where you can exchange them and it's currency. But if they're not uh, changeable, which means they're not normal currency, you evaluate the why? So therefore, no bright as much as But bottom line, you haven't seen the shita that's telling me that the gold you have to devaluate. Either the first way you learn the bright, where everybody agrees that gold arim kekelim, which is kelim shel zahav, or the second way it's. It's all that's back. There's, 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 there's no arguing opinion. He's just saying, Zahad is like Kedim, and the money, it depends. If it's spendable, then uh, you have to add the 30%. If it's not spendable, then you don't add the 30%. Good. The only problem is we didn't answer one question. Mikol makom kekelav That's the problem. Which means it should say, Zahad arem kekelav. Like it's Kedim. So the Gebra says, Kasha. And you're right, that's, uh, we can't answer that. That, that, that will leave it a question. I mean, the first bright that we saw, we had that question, right? It says, Zahab and Kedim. So, so it means Kedim Shil Zahab, which means that uh, retains its uh, value, and therefore you don't have to, you know, <coughs> add or subtract. Let's give it should say, Hanim Kikelav. So the Gibraltar says, you're right, Kasha. Now, Iba et Ema, now the Gibraltar gives like this. I can go back to that first bright. 
that first Braita, which was posing our problem, because the first, again, let's get clarity. Rabbi Yohanan came along and said what? Zahab, meaning gold bullion, gold bars. It's its value. She brings in a thousand of gold. He writes to the Ketubah, I got a thousand. Good. We had a Braita. Braita, oh, Zahab, Harem Kekelim. So we thought, oh, it must be Kelim Shed Kesef. Kelim Shed Kesef goes down. Therefore, she brings in a thousand of gold. He can write in, I got 800. Oh, question on Rabbi uh, Yohanan. So we answered, no, no, Harem Kekelim Shed Zahab. What about Kedav? Kasha. Now the Gibraltar is going to answer. Gibraltar is going to tell you, no, I, 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 can, I can give you a chiluk between the Yohanan's uh, gold that he was talking about and the gold that the Braita was talking about. And Gibraltar says, You're talking about gold chips. I'll tell you, you know what the Braita said, and you were bothered with the word Kelim, I'll tell you right, gold is like silver. Meaning, it devaluates. The parte goes down. The Lord takes you to Rabbi Yohanan. Tehi Amar Rabbi Yohanan begrutaot gedolot. Rabbi Allah was talking about big pieces of gold. Big pieces of gold, they retain their value. They don't, they don't go down. Umatnitin and the Braita bedahava pericha. It's talking about gold that's like shedding. Grutaot dakot. Thin pieces. Shenofel mehen. When you use it, the gold starts to chip off. That goes down. So therefore, no stina. Zahav retains its value. That's the big pieces. And the bright that said, Zahav and empty kelim. That's talking about the small pieces that, uh, that chip. Levashe gives a different answer. Levashe amar, bimimala. Mimala lashi dak dak shil zahav. It's like the, the dust of the gold. The dust of the gold also doesn't retain its value. So therefore, the Bihar, I was talking about what? Gold pieces. Gold pieces retain its value. Mashi'ikin. In the bright, I was talking about mimala, the gold dust that lowers its value. So basically, let's just review this shekla. Vitalia took place over here. Yeah, the Yohanan statement. No argue with the Yohanan said. He said gold, whatever she brings in, you write that number. Oh, so we had the original question from a brighter. Oh, So we thought kelim means kelim shel kesef. means kelim shel zahab. Oh, means kelim shel zahab. Why did you say kelim kekelav? So now the Gemara is really coming back and saying, you know what, let's, let's revisit that Braita. I mean, there's two answers for that Braita. Don't answer that Braita. That Braita was talking about either small pieces of gold that, that breaks, therefore it loses its value, therefore when she brings in a thousand, you can write eight hundred. Or, or it's like gold dust, she brings in a thousand, you write eight hundred. I was talking about big chunks of gold that don't, uh, don't break and don't, uh, don't shed. And therefore that's good. And then we wrote another Braita, and the, the Braita said, And then we had a Mahloket with Laban Shem Gamliel. So we needed to work out exactly where Laban Shem Gamliel was arguing on the Tarakama. And we concluded that either he was arguing on the Sefa, and therefore the beginning of the Braita, everybody's agreeing, which means they like gold. Exact gold, Kelim, is like the regular, gold is like it's Kelim, meaning gold Kelim, which means it retains its value. And therefore, basically, we answer that Braita by saying there's no Shita that says that the gold evaluates, and therefore you continue with like a Shovi. Now the Gemara goes into more cases. Amar Rabbi Yanai. Besamim Shil Antochia. There's a place called Antochia. 
Rashi says, "Who ikar sechoratan?" They would trade in besamim. That was like a currency in Antioch. Besamim. The isha shechnisa lebaala shum mehem harem kichsefim losiv shlish. A lady brings into the marriage besamim. Hadush, he's got to add thirty percent to the besamim. Why? Because that's like money. Because it's currency. They would trade in besamim in Antioch. So therefore, that's like she's bringing in uh, dollars. So they figure, what's the what's the law? You bring it in money, you got to add the 30%. Good? <laughs> so the basic principle over here is, if that's the currency or that's the item that they trade in, so therefore that's considered like money. We give, we give other examples. Amar of Shemuel, Banachmani, Amar, Rabbi Yohanan, Gemalim Shil Arabia, which means camels in Arabia, Isha Gova Parnamehim. A lady can get a profit from them. That she says, Revashlish. Again. Padnai's learning is a prophet, meaning he's got to add the 30%. Why? <laughs> because there's the, there's the camel market, which means they trade in camels. And therefore that's considered like a currency in Arabia. Amar Pepe, Hane Tutbe, Bebe Mikse, those are Simalot, that she says. Be Mikse is the name of a place. So shirts, dresses, in Be Mikse, a lady gets profit from them. What profit? The 30%. That's like money. The sacks that they have in the place called Duria. The she says, is the ropes that they have in the place called Mehonya. Uh, Again, the lady gets the 30%. And the husband has to add, why? Because this is considered currency in those places, because they traded in those, uh, in those commodities. Now we go to a new point. Let's just review a cloud. Let's get a cloud. A lady is getting a ketubah. Her husband died. Where did she get the ketubah from? Yetumim. The law is like this. A lady can only get the ketubah from karka. She does not get the ketubah from metal talit, as we learned. Which means, movable items, you don't get. Because normally the logic is like this. Uh, karka is stable, it's there. It's there. So therefore a lady has a dot to take it from something that is something there. But on the movables, she doesn't expect to get it from there. Because the movables, as they're called metal talit, they move from place to place. So that's what we learned. Let's say a lady, husband dies, let's go to the Yitomim. The Yitomim, uh, they only have movable items. The Shi'abud is not on the movables. There's no lean on the movables, only on the Karka. That's the Deen. But, the Gemara is going to say, it's possible that there's certain movables that have a Deen of Karka. Because the whole logic of the Karka, the lady's dot is on the Karka, she knows it's there. Now in certain countries that they, they need cash available at all times, for trading and things like that. So cash becomes like karka in the sense the lady knows these people have the cash. It's not, uh, it's not, it's, 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 it's there. it needs to always be available. So therefore, it could be the Gabbana's going to have, I mean, at the thing, that in those places they need to have cash available for trading and things like that. Could be that the lady can get the ketubah from those items. The Gabbana says it like this Amara Pepe. I'm sorry. Amarava Miresh in the beginning, initially, Hava Amina I thought to say, Hane Arneke de Mehoza. 
The wallet's filled with money in mechuzah. Seems people used to have a lot of bags of money in their possession. Uh, so therefore, he said, I, I originally thought the bags of money, the wallets that were filled with money in mechuzah, isha gova panamen. Now this panah that she says, is not talking about the 30% like we're going to tell now. This panah means ketubah. Look at Rashi. Panah. Lezeh shamarti ketubah. Menechsei yetomim. Vedo'amrina metaltedeh diyatmeh lo mishta'beh lebaalchov. I don't say that the metaltedin are not mishubad to the debt. Why? Maita'ma asmechtayu alayhu. Because the lady is relying on him. Meaning Rashi. וגביאל מתת רקיהני שהן להם במקום קרקעות. It's like קרקעוי, לפי שבעלי סחוריהם. Since the people in Mechuzah, they were businessmen, they always had money. They needed bags of money for their business. So therefore, it's like קרקע, it's there. It's not, so therefore, her da'at is on the money. So therefore, therefore, if the da'at is on the money, it's like there's a shi'abud on the money, therefore she can come collect. That's what Abba thought initially. However, Kiman, the Hazai, the Shaklin, when I saw that, what do they do with the money with the ladies? Right? They get the money, they get these bags of money. What do they do with them? They spend it, what do they spend it on? They find a piece of real estate, they buy it. So then, what do you see? They don't trust money. Because the first thing they do when they get the money is, they buy real estate. So that means what? Amina asmachtayu arahu. They really have the simichudat on the land. Which means they don't trust the money is going to be there. And therefore the money is just like uh, regular metad. There's no shamur on the money. Because if the ladies really had the, 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 the shamur on the money, they're going right away buying karka. Because they understand the nature of the money. The money moves. It's a metad in the They want to put in something that's more kayam. So therefore, you see that really the shamur is in their brain. It's a means to get to the karka. And therefore the shamur is not going to be on it. As she says, like these ladies that were getting their ketubah from these bags of money. They can only get from karka from the yetomim. Comes the next Mishnah. Oh, cases. Guy marries off his daughter. Now we learned earlier in the Masechet, when a guy marries off his daughter, it's nice for him to give a nidunya. He has a dowry. Why do we say that? Because we saw a pasuk in the Navi that said that it's proper to put your daughter in a position where people are going to want to marry her. So we said, how is that possible? You need the, the, the man to take the uh, lady. Uh, what could the father do to help that? So the father could put a nice nedunya in the uh, ketubah and everybody will be kofits and say, oh, I want to get this uh, lady because I'm going to get this nedunya. Now we didn't give a price of how much he has to put in the nedunya. Now the Gebarah is going to give a price. The Gebarah is the minimum. Meaning he's not writing in the dunya. There's a minimum. Minimum, he's got to put 50 zoos for the dunya. Let's say the father comes along and says, listen, I'm not giving any clothes. No uh, trousseau, no uh, nothing, no clothes. I'm not, I'm not giving any clothes. Lo yomara ba'al, the husband cannot say, Kishachnisena lebeti achasena bichsuti. The husband cannot say, listen, my obligation to clothe is only when I'm married. I'm not going to start the clothing support till we get married. He cannot say that. Ela mechasa ve'oda bebet abiyah. He has to, if the father doesn't want to give the clothes, 
And the husband obviously has to give closest as the Mishnah is saying, he starts it from now. Which is if the father is giving close, then already the deen is, the husband's obligation doesn't kick in, until they get married. In the case where the father is not giving anything, and the husband eventually is going to have to give anyway, so we tell the husband, start giving her the clothes. Now, don't wait until the actual Nisu'in. That's the Takana of the Hakamim. Yeah? Vechen, Hamasi et Yetoma. Okay, Betin is marrying off a Yetoma. God forbid, an orphan. Orphan girl. Lo yifchotla mechamishim zuz. Also, Betin should take from the Kupat Sedaka 50 zuz for the dunya. In yesh bekis, but if there's more money in the in the pot of the of the kupat tzedakah, they should offer more. Minimum uh, fifty zuz. Amar hamishim Now we learned there's different types of zuzes. There's the regular zuz, which is the cheap zuz, and then you have the zuz of tsuri. Now the zuz of tsuri was eight times more valuable than the regular zuz. Which means, you, know, you have eight zoos regular equals one zoos in Sudi. So the Gemara is saying, it's, still, it's the cheap zoos over here. When we say 50 zoos, it's not the zoos of Sudi. 50 zoos of Sudi is 400 uh, coins. 400 to four, 50 times uh, 8. It's a small amount. How do you know that? But the Mishnah didn't tell us if it's Sudi or if it's regular. Mimai. Medikhtani Sefa. Or from the Sefa you can learn it. Imyesh bekis mefarsin we said that if the kupat tzedakah has more uh, money in it, you can give a little more. Vamrin and my kis, and we said, what is, what is this kis that we're talking about if the, if the, if the, if the, if the kupat has more? Amar ha'chaba, amni kis shi It's talking about the, the, the wallet of tzedakah. I mean, if the charity organization of the community has more money in it, you should give more. V'yisakadatan, if you're going to think, hamishim zuz mamash, that it's already off the bat, she's getting 400 zuzud, imyesh bekis, kamayavin Allah. How much more you want to give her? Which means you're starting off at 400 zoos. And if there's more in the pot, give her more. Hey, how much more? Which is, if you tell me it's the cheap number, 50 zoos, pshite. God, if there's a little more, a little more. But once you're giving her 400 uh, zoos, what do you got to give her more than that? That's already enough. Okay, Orphan boy, orphan girl, they come to the Betin and eat panasa. They have no uh, sustenance. Yeah. Who comes first? Gemara's din. You give the girl first, the orphan girl. Then if there's leftover money in the kupa, you give the boy. Why? It's the way of a man to go around from the houses to collect money. But it's not the way of a girl to have to go now... Collect. It's not modest for to go collect. It's embarrassing for. So therefore, let the yatom go collect and let the yatoma get supported. Now yatom the yatoma shebau linase. They're coming to bed din to get married. Okay. Now we do we say what they get married from the tzedakah. There's only enough money to marry one of them. Who you marry first, the yatom or the yatoma? Masiini te yatoma. You marry off the girl. The arkach masiini te yatom why? Because the boshet of the girl is bigger than the man. When a girl is not married, her shame is greater than when a boy is not married. And therefore, to save her from the shame of not being married, they marry her first. Okay, have a yatom, uh, orphan. He's coming to get married. Well, there's certain obligations that the community has to set him up. 
Sochrim lo bayit. First, they got to rent them a house. Umasi'in lo mita. They got to set them up with a bed. Vechol kelet tashmishon. All his needs, you know, his kelim that he needs for the house, the wares. Ve'arkat masi'in lo isha. Now, where do we see that's an obligation for the community to take care of the yatom with all these needs? Shneimar de mahsoro asher yihsar lo. This is talking about an ani. The Torah tells us our obligation to give him dem mahsoro what he's lacking. Asher yihsar lo that he needs what he's lacking. Like a double language here. So the Gemara says dem mahsoro what he's lacking. Zeabai, that's the house. Asher yihsar what he's missing. Zemita v'shulhan. Lo to him zu isha. So you see the Pasuk is telling you. First you got to set him up. Don't touch the stuff. And then what? Then you get him his. What? Then he set up. Which we have to give the Ani. What he's lacking. That you have to take care of him. There's no obligation to make him rich. Yeah. You just give him what he needs, but you don't have to make the guy rich. <laughs> but then the Pasuk comes along and says, but it says what he needs, what he is lacking. <laughs> if the person was a rich man, and he was used to riding on a horse, and he had slaves running in front of the horse, so now when he loses his money, that's the lifestyle he was used to. So, So, <laughs> Which means, you know, when you're giving siddhaka, it's got to be according to the person's level. He, he needs this. This is what he's accustomed to. And therefore, you got to get him pay for his horse and pay for the event. Kabbalah tells a story. There was a certain Ani, the son of wealthy people. So he was accustomed to this, you know, this lifestyle. Ehad, one guy. He paid for a horse for him. The event larutz lefanav. And even he paid for an Eved to run in front of him to serve him. One time Hillel couldn't find an Eved to do it. Hillel did it himself. He ran almost uh, three miles uh, in front in order to give the Ani what he is lacking. There's a story of the men of the upper Galilee. There was a, a, a poor guy, but he was accustomed to a certain lifestyle, right? The Ben Tovim, son of rich people in Sipori. So they supported him with a litra, a certain measure of meat every day. So the Gemara says, litra basar buta. It seems like it's not a lot of uh, weight for a piece of meat. A big deal. So they gave him a litra basar. Amar Vunano, litra basar bishil ofot. No, it was expensive. It was birds. It was uh, chicken, which it seems was rare and more expensive. But since that it was a, that's what he was accustomed to eat, so therefore they used to buy, you know, a litra measure of uh, ofot every day. basar mamash. Which means another interpretation is no, it was it was basar mamash, but the litra means that was the weight of the money. That it cost them to buy the meat. We thought the litra was going on the, the meat itself. Uh, litra, measure of meat, is not that much. But now, so we said, no, it's not about birds. Uh, or now we're saying, no, 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 no. The litra measure is on the... That's how much the money weighed in order to buy a piece of meat. Oh, so that's already, uh, that's already a lot. Ravashi gives a different interpretation. It was a small village that the, the guy came from. 
בכל יומה אבם מפסדי חיותה המטולתה. Every day they lost an animal on his account. What does it mean they lost an animal on his account? The guy used to eat a little piece of meat every day. This was his custom, right? So what did they do? But there was no, there was not too many people living in the village, and therefore they would store the animal. The rest of the meat would go to waste. It's not like the guy was able to sell the rest of it. So therefore he would have to pay for a full animal every day just to eat a little piece of meat. So that's what the, the Hadush was over here. That it was a small piece of meat, but it cost a lot of money because he lived in a small village and therefore the guy would charge him for the whole animal because the rest of it would go to waste. So therefore you see, but since that, that's what he was accustomed to, so that's already, that, that's the level they had to treat him to. The guy came to Rabbi Nehemiah. So Rabbi tells him, what are you accustomed to eat? So listen, I'm accustomed to eating fatty meat and good, good old wine. So he says, You want to eat with me? I'm eating lentils. Okay, he ate lentils with him. And the guy died. So the rabbi said, Woe to this guy. Woe to this guy that Nehemiah killed. So the Gibraltar said the contrary. Which means you should say, Woe to Nehemiah. The woe is not on the poor guy. The woe is on Nehemiah. You killed this guy. The Gibraltar saying, Nehemiah didn't feel any guilt. Nehemiah said it's his fault. He spoiled himself to this rich lifestyle. And therefore, he, he, he accustomed himself to this stuff. I'm not responsible for killing him. He killed himself. So woe to the guy that did it to himself. Now you can ask a question. What about all the stories above? This guy has a horse. This guy has a servant running in front of him. This other guy's eating a piece of meat today. But those cases, if you look together, I was careful to say they were Ani bin Tovim. They came from rich families. And therefore, it was not their fault. That was the lifestyle they were accustomed to. This guy over here, he didn't come from Ani bin Tovim. He himself... Brought on this uh, finickiness to his own life. After that, Nehemiah said, "I got no mercy on him." Oy law, oy law. But he said that Nehemiah killed him, which means he also questioned himself that God brought it through him. But the main oy was not on Nehemiah; it was on the guy himself. One more point. Guy came in front of Rava. What do you usually eat? You know, stuffed uh, chicken. ויין ישן, an old wine. אמר לה, ולא חייש לדוחקה דציבורה. So the rabbi says, you're not worried about the, 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 the strain that you're putting on the sibud and then the community has to support your, uh, your chicken and your wine uh, menu? אמר לה, so he answers back, אתו מדידו כאחינה? Am I eating from you? I'm not eating from the sibud. מדרחמנה כאחינה. בורי עולם brings me my פרנסה. He's not giving us anything. God supplies the Right? The people put their eyes to God and they trust in God. And God gives their food in its time. Singular. You see that when it comes to Panasa, Panasa is an individual thing. Which means each one gets 
what he needs according to his uh, lifestyle, according to what he's accustomed to. So if he was telling the rabbi, listen, you're not giving me anything, by the way. The panasek of Sakadosh Baruch Hu, and if that's what I need, it's not be'itam, it's not a general uh, item, it's a personal item. In the interim, Rava's sister showed up. She didn't, he didn't see his sister in 13 years. The Atiyane, so she brought, he, she brought Rava a gift. What did she bring him as a gift? Tanegolet fetumah v'yayin yashan. Stuffed chicken, old wine. Amar, Mike, Nekama. She says, this is awkward. Well, what is this all of a sudden? We just mentioned this item over here. And sure enough, that's exactly what uh, my sister brings. So he turns to the poor guy and he tells him, I caused you some uh, you know, verbal pain. Don't eat it. Which means he was telling him, if, if, if this came to me, you're right, your betachon brought this uh, item to you. I faith that the God, if, if that's what I'm accustomed to eat, you're not giving me anything. God will give me this item. And sure enough, it came. So Rava understood that this was in the zikut of that guy. So he said, listen, I might have pained you, so therefore he gave him the food. Oh, you have a situation of a fellow. He doesn't have. He's a honey. But on the other hand, he doesn't want to take. He doesn't want to take Sadaqah. So what do you do? So you give him the money, you tell Muslim, we're just giving you a loan. Sure, people, they're proud. They don't want to take any tzedakah. So therefore, you tell them, don't worry, we're not uh, giving you tzedakah. We're giving you as a loan. And then after you gave it to him as a loan, you don't, you don't take it back. You just leave it to him and tell him uh, it was a uh, matana. No, you give it to him. Tell him, listen, it's a gift. And you do the reverse. Then you tell him, listen, uh, this money we gave you over here, it's a loan. So what are you talking about? How do you give him for a, a, a gift? Hello, Shakir. The guy doesn't want to take gifts. That's the whole point. The guy's in law. They don't say the funness. How could you not give it to him the shim matana? The guy's not going to accept the matana. So the Gemara says, which means you open up the the uh, discussion. Listen, we want to give you a matana, and then when he doesn't uh, uh, accept and things like that, then already you give him a uh, a loan. But again, you're not going to uh, to take it back. So really, we have to understand the sevarot here. Between the uh, two sides of it. The first Shita said, just give him a matana straight out, uh, or give him a loan straight out, and take it as a uh, take it as a gift, which means you don't make him uh, pay it back. And the other one says, you open up by telling him it's a matana. So what's really the uh, what's really the nafkamina or the sevarot between the two uh, cases? So let's see over here the way the mefarshim learns. The mefarshim say like this. You have a situation like this. They say like this. There's certain guys, they, they don't want to take a loan. Why? He doesn't know he's going to be able to pay it. But if that's what they tell him, listen, we're giving you a loan. Even though he doesn't know how he's going to pay it, he has no choice. He's going to accept it. First, you tell the guy, listen, we're going to give you a uh, matana. We don't want to give you alba'a. Rak im yisarev, if he just refuses, yatsi orota kesef kalba'a, velo yibu ota mimenu. 
Okay, so that's the logic of the Hakamim, which means you're going to tell the guy off the bat, Halva'ah, he's going to say, uh, you know, I'm not interested. How am I going to pay you back? I don't have the money to pay you back. So if you go to him first, then listen, we want to give you a uh, matana. The guy's going to be a little hesitant. I don't know, matana, I don't accept. Okay, listen, you, you have no choice, but what do you want? We're going to, we, we'll give you a loan then. So when he realizes he's pressed, that he has no choice, okay, so then they'll accept it. So open up with matana, and then get him to the level of Halva'ah. So he says, now I'm going to be be'ir sober. Already we know this guy already. He's, got, he's embarrassed. He's not coming to the charity collectors. The guy don't want to take. I'm not going to embarrass him more now and start off and tell him, why don't you just take a, a gift? So therefore, uh, uh, he says, don't, don't start up with gift. Just tell him right away, it's Alda. Oh, what about the Hakamim? What about the Hakamim? What about the embarrassment factor according to the Hakamim? So according to the Hakamim, they say like this. He might be embarrassed to come to us to ask. But if we go to him and say, listen, we're going to give you a matana, he might bite. It means all we see is the guy who, it's, it's more embarrassing to go to the charity uh, department or collection place or, or this disbursement place and ask. So Khabib said, when you go to him, he might be less uh, uh, embarrassed. If we'll start off by telling him Matana, because he can tell him, he's going to say no off the bat, because he doesn't know how he's going to pay off. But then if he takes the Matana, then wonderful. If he doesn't take the Matana, then you try to get him to the Halva'a uh, level. So that's the uh, basic psychology here between the Mahloke. Comes the Gibran, continues. יש לו, ואינו רוצה להתפנס. So now we're talking about a guy, he has, and he doesn't want to be uh, מתפנס. So Gebra says, נותנים לו לשום מתנה, וחוזרים ונפלעים ממנו. So now, the Gebra is saying a case like this, he doesn't want to give his, uh, his sadaqah, which means he's starving himself. He has, but he doesn't want to feed himself, he's a kamsan. He has money, but he doesn't want to spend on himself. He's a yeshlo. He doesn't want to spend the money. She says, Mishelo, Ela Mishel Tzedakah. He doesn't want to spend his own money. The guy wants to become a charity case when he shouldn't be a charity case. But we don't want the guy to die. So the Gibra says, Yeshlo, he has his own money. But he's not interested in spending it. So now we don't want the guy to die. So notnim lo leshu matana. We give him the money. The chosrim v'nifra'im b'menu. And then what? We get our money back. He doesn't need the money. The guy is uh, cheap. Uh, so therefore we have to get our money back. So what do you mean? Chosrim v'nifra'im b'menu. What do you mean you're going to take the money back from him and get paid? Tu lo shakil. Which means he's not going to take anymore. Which means how could you take the money back from the guy? Once you start taking the money back, he's not going to spend any more on himself. He's going to die in uh, starvation. You can't take the money back from him. So amar papa la harmita. Yeah, after he dies, we go to the Yoshim, and we take it from the estate. When the guy's alive, not taking anything from him. The guy, he's got to keep on giving the guy money, because he's going to stop giving the guy the money. He's not going not gonna, to not take any money. He's not going to live. So therefore, you wait till he dies, and you take the money from the estate. The Bishwan Omer, Yeshlo, Ve'enu rotzedet panes, en lo. Which means, according to the Bishwan, he said, listen, the guy's doing it to himself. He has money, he don't want to spend on himself, it's his problem. So then the Gebra says, And I have another guy who doesn't have, and he doesn't want to take. So you tell the guy, okay, bring us a collateral, and uh, take. 
Kedisha Tazuach that Torah so the guy at least feels uh, uh, comforted, which means you're not going to really make the guy pay back, but to make it that it's really a loan, you tell the guy, listen, we're not going to give you a tzedakah, you're not a charity case, we're not giving you, just bring us a collateral and we'll give you something. So therefore, by giving, by letting him bring the collateral, that will give him already a piece of money. She says, Yigbeli bo lomar, he'll be a little um, proud, he'll save his pride, these guys are going to take the money back because they took my collateral. Because they asked for a maskon. So he's say, okay, this is a loan. I'll take without shame. So what's going to happen now? He'll come along and say, listen, I don't have the maskon. So Just the fact they asked him for a maskon, the guy's a poor guy, doesn't have anything. So therefore... It's, it's, it's a ploy. So they tell him, listen, all right, listen, we'll give you a but they give us a collateral. The guy says, oh, I want a collateral, okay. This is a real loan over here, I'm willing to take. But then he's going to tell him, by the way, I don't have a collateral. So they'll tell him, okay, no problem. But you know, when, when, you, when you get the collateral, you, you'll give it to us, so to speak. But the guy already feels that they're taking it legitimate. They're not uh, just giving him some uh, some charity. Torah tells us that we have to uh, give charity. You have to dispense uh, the tzedakah You have to give the tzedakah to the poor people So A guy that he doesn't have But he doesn't want to take charity So from the pasuk we learn This guy gives tzedakah But give him as a loan And then you give him the as a gift Ta'abitenu, what's the second verse? Ha'abit, ta'abitenu. It's also full of charity. Zeshi yeshlo, that's a guy that has money, but he's a cheap. Ve'enu rotzel et panes, but he doesn't want to spend it. Shinotim no deshu matana. You give him the tana, ve'hozim nifraim emenu la'achar mitah. If he dies, you take it from the estate. Because the tzedakah, they have to give him the money. So really, they, 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 the estate owes the money. Devered b'yuda. Ve'chamimim, ve'chamomrim. Yeshlo ve'enu rotzel et panes. Listen, a guy has money. He doesn't want to spend it on himself. In this kekim, no. Don't, uh, we're not obligated to him. It's his fault. Oh, ve'ed ha'ma'ni mekeim ta'abitenu. So what is this double language? Ha'abit ta'abitenu. According to the first shita, ha'abit is talking about in lo ve'enotzilat panes. Ta'abitenu, yesh lo ve'enotzilat panes. But according to the rabbis, they're saying, listen, the guy don't want to spend on himself, we're not obligated. So what is the second word ta'abitenu coming to teach us? Yeah, the Torah talks in the vernacular of people, which means sometimes people talk like that. They speak in a double language. They're not necessarily coming to teach us a special case. That's just the vernacular, the way people, uh, the way people speak. tells the story. There was a certain poor person that lived in his neighborhood. Every day, Morogba would go to the guy's house and deposit four zoos bitsinura de dasha. Which means in there was like a hole by the uh, the threshold of the house. He would put the money over there in the threshold. Bitsina. Yomehad Amar Izil Man Kaavid The poor guy said one morning. Listen, I want to find out who's doing me this chesed over here. I'm going to see, he's going to stake out, look, and see exactly who's putting the money over there by his door. That day, Murugba was delayed in the Bet Midrash. He came late from the Bet Midrash. So now his wife was able to come with him. 
because normally it seems he did this early in the morning, but by himself. This day he was a little late, so therefore his wife joined him on this uh, Hesed mission. When the Ani saw that this guy over here was um, uh, you know, coming to the, uh, to, to the door, the Dasha, Morugba was coming to the door, Rahut uh, Mekame. He ran from them. Which means he, didn't, he ran from the Ani. The Ani saw Morugba. So, Morogba uh, did not want to get caught. He didn't want to, keep, he didn't want to lose the mitzvah, but it's So therefore he started to run. So just get the, just the words over here. de uh, since the uh, Ani saw Morogba de Kamatslele, ah, pushing, pushing the door, the dasha, I guess to put the money in, Nafag Batrayhu. So the Ani ran after them, after Morogba's wife. Rahut Mekameh. So the rabbi ran, uh, ran from, from, from him. Ailelahu atuna. So they, they're running there. They don't want to escape. They ended up getting to an oven. There was an oven there that recently was garuf. Dehava girufa. Nura. They just uh, freshly cleaned it out from its uh, ashes and things like that. But it was still boiling hot in the oven. Hava ka mikalyan So when he jumped into the oven, he burnt his uh, leg. It was burning hot. So he burnt his leg. Amra bitu. So his wife said, Shekol kar'ich. Pick up your leg. Otiv akar'ai. And put it on my leg. Which means Morugba's wife's legs were not burning. And therefore he said, Wow, oh, my legs are burning in here. So he said, okay. She said, don't worry. Put, put your leg on mine. Halaj So he felt bad. As if, you know, his wife's uh, bigot tzaddikit. Then uh, he is. Why, why is he? Why is his leg burning in the oven? And she not. Amra le ana shachihna begave dibeta. So I'm at home. I find myself in the home. Umikarba ahanayati. And when I give money to the aniim, my hana is closer, which means I give them bread, and therefore the hana is immediate. They're able to eat the bread right away. You, on the other hand, you're giving money. They have to go take the money and go buy the food. So therefore, I'm giving them a more immediate hana. So therefore, since my tzedakah is a higher level, what Elam is saving. But you see what? Both of them were on a Muhammad together. They could jump into a fiery oven, and uh, nothing happened to them. They got a little burnt. Where Morugba's wife uh, got even nothing. So they give us umay kudahai. Were they jumping into an oven first, first, in the first place? What's that all about? So the Gemara says, "The Amar Mosutra Bar Tuvia, Amar Rav, the Amri De Amar Avuna, but Bizna Amar Bishun Hasida, the Amri Da Amar Bishana Mishum Le Bishma Min Yochai, Noah Lo Le Adam, Shimsor Atzmo Le Toch Kivshana Eish, the Al Yabim Pene Havero Barabim." So the Gemara says, "It's better for a person to uh, jump in a fiery furnace and not embarrass his friend in public." So therefore, to them it was Pashut. When they were running, they saw the Ani is going to catch up with them. If the Ani finds out who it is, it's going to be very embarrassing for him. So therefore they jumped into the other. But you see over here a very, very um, important insight. They didn't plan it. Which means when they were running, they had to make a snap decision to jump into that oven. There's no room for them to deliberate uh, what's the proper thing? Should we? Shouldn't we? That shows us that their their default behavior and character was to them 
it's pashut, we don't embarrass anybody. And it's also pashut, if it means jumping into a fire, you jump into the fire without, uh, in order to save somebody else's dignity. And they didn't have to discuss it amongst themselves. It doesn't say they, 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 uh, you know, they strategize what to do. There's no time to strategize. It means, which means instinctively, they both jumped into the, to the oven at the same time, understanding that this is what Borei Olam wants. Better to give up your life in the other. They didn't know miracles going to happen to them. They they went to do this in order to save the man from embarrassment. It shows you the, it shows you the, the, the fourth level <coughs> that that Moraim won. And their wives. It just shows the, the way they acted. This wasn't something that, you know, uh, this was a regular day in the, in the life of a, of a Namura. He understood this. He jumped into an oven, not to embarrass them. It's, it's nothing, nothing to talk about. It's like it's obvious. So the Gemara says, Minalan. But where do they know this from? Where do you know that he's willing to, he's willing to jump into a fiery furnace in order to save somebody from uh, embarrassment? Mitamar. So what's the story of Tamar? The story of Tamar basically was, Tamar was with Yehuda. Yehuda didn't realize it was Tamar. And uh, she got pregnant. And uh, Yehuda was the uh, judge at the time. And he saw that she's pregnant. And uh, she's, uh, she's a bad Kohen. And seemingly she committed Znut. And therefore he ruled that she has to be punished by Serefa. Uh, now Tamar could have said in public, in front of the whole proceedings, It's you. I'm pregnant from you. And that would have been very embarrassing to Yehuda. So therefore what he did, she did was she sent him some signals, putting it in his uh, hands, if he wants to admit that it's him, that's fine. If not, that's also good. She, she was willing to burn to death in order not to embarrass uh, Yehuda. Now, the fact that she was with Yehuda, that wasn't Avon. Yehuda, that was considered like a quasi-boom situation that took place. But anybody else it would be a problem. But she didn't, uh, she didn't want to embarrass him. So the Gebra said, which means the Pasuk says over here, Imutzet, uh, which Tosfot learns that it's written like Mutzet um, without an Aleph, which is Lashon Vayetzet Esh Bebisiyon, which she was going out to be burnt, Imutzet, that she was accepted upon herself to go into the fire, because that was a punishment, and what? She didn't say anything. She just gave a little signal. So you see what? She's willing to burn in order not to embarrass you with that. Mor living in his neighborhood. Every erev Yom Kippur, he used to send him 400 zuz. One day, one erev Yom Kippur, instead of going himself, he sent his son to go deliver the uh, money. At that, the son came back. His dad, this guy doesn't need uh, any tzedakah. Amar, my hazit. What did you see? Why are you saying that? See, he's going, taking old wine, and they're sprinkling around the house, or to give the house a good uh, fragrance. Which means only the rich people used to do that. Take old wine and sprinkle it for the uh, for the aroma. So I see that he doesn't need our uh, he doesn't need our money. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar So why? I didn't realize he's so spoiled. I didn't realize he lived such a uh, lifestyle. Aifinu, he doubled the money. Which means he said he needs more money. I was giving him four hundred. I didn't realize he used to be rich, that he has such a uh, you know a finickiness that he lives like such a thing. But instead of saying I'm not giving him anything, he's a crook. He came along and said, No, I got to give him more because he's used to living a certain way. And we learned early in the Gemara that you have to support him according to what he's used to. 
Right? He says, Aifinu, Kaflinu. He doubled the, uh, he doubled the money. Kikani, Nafsheh, when Murugba was dying, Amar, Aitili, Hushbenai, Ditztaka. Just bring me my ledger. I want to see how much Tzedakah I gave in my life. Askar, David, Ketib, Shivat, Alfid, Dinre, Sianki. He saw that he gave over his life 7,000 dinre siyanki. <coughs> so that's a, a, a certain amount, shemakom, the siyanki yedinar, which is an exorbitant amount of money that he gave to Sadaqah. Amar, so he said like this, Zevadai kilili, my, uh, my valise is very light, the orha the hikta, and the destination is very far. Which means I'm going all the way up now to to Bentin Chilmala. It's a very far trip, and I don't have enough mitzvot uh, in my valise. And therefore, my valise is empty. How am I going to make it to, to this trip all the way up up there in the Shamayim? So what did he do? <coughs> he went. He said, oh, half of my money that I have, and, you know, the um, left the assets, give it to charity. How did he do such a thing? We learned already when a guy gives tzedakah, ten percent you give. You want to give more than that? You can't give more than twenty percent. We explained why. We don't want the person himself to become a charity case. So how is the rabbi Murugba able to give now half his estate? Kibbutz says, "Hani mile mehayim." Of course, that's only talking about mehayim when he's alive. Which when you're alive, you can't give more because we don't even become a charity case. However, because mm-hmm. he might lose his money. But he's going to die now. What are you worried about? Nothing's going to happen. He's going to lose his money to Sadaqah, half his money. Nothing, nothing can happen. So that's why he was willing to, with all the money he gave, he still wasn't comfortable until he gave the half his money to Sadaqah. His, his suitcases are empty and the destination is very fast. He wanted to get more zikuyot for the road in order to be, uh, to have a good position in the Shammai.